If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. As of right now, this very moment, we're done fudging the numbers. Today's the day to wake ourselves up to two hard truths. One, we're deaf not flossing enough. And two, we're asleep for too much of our own lives. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. I don't know about you, but I always watch the preview before I start a new Netflix show. And I actually begged my publishers to allow me to give you a little sneak peek, a little preview of my book, How Are You Really?, which is out super soon. Now, before I share this look into my book, or maybe I should say listen into my book, I want to quick share a tiny story about how this all came to be. So I knew that I had to record an audiobook for my book, and I was so excited to do it. You can imagine as a podcaster, as someone whose voice is in your ears, the thought of recording my book was so exciting to me. In fact, most of my writing process, I thought about how is this going to sound when I say it, because this is the medium that I've lived in for so many years. And part of the process of recording your audiobook means usually flying out to a studio where your publisher meets you and recording for days on end. And while I'm used to recording podcasts, the audiobook process was quite different. And when I learned that I was expected to be gone for multiple days on end, I really had to come back to earth and really remember the messages in the pages about being awake to your life and really making sure that the life you're living shows what you say matters to you. And so I went back to my publisher and I said, I am so excited to do this audiobook, but I don't know if I'm able or willing to be on the road for that many days to be away from my family in the process. Is there a way that we can get creative? And they were amazing. They were gracious. They said, yes. So I called my neighbor, Mary, who runs the local radio station here in Duluth, Minnesota. And I said, Mary, do you guys have a soundproof room that I could use for my audiobook recording? And she said, sure, we'll figure this out. And so when I recorded this audiobook, I was actually sitting in Duluth, Minnesota, across the street from my brother's office, down the road from the pizza place that catered our wedding. And I sat and read this book to my cousin, who's a radio DJ in town. And it was beautiful because each morning when I would record, I would wake up with my daughters, get Coco off to school, feed Quinn, head down to the studio and record it. And what they said would take multiple days took me two days flat. And it was beautiful because I hope you can hear it in my voice, but I am fully aligned, not just with the words that were in my book, but with the mission that I'm speaking about, with the method that I'm teaching, with the way that I want for you to be invited to wake up to the type of life that you enjoy living. 
And the whole process unfolded just beautifully as I sat in Duluth, Minnesota, as I hung out with my neighbor during the lunch breaks, as I read my book to my cousin, as I ran across the street to give my brother a hug, I recognized this total and utter alignment that I really truly believe you can hear. And so today's episode is a sneak peek into my book. If you haven't picked up your copy yet, I sincerely hope that you will. I hope that you go and grab it because it is coming out into the world June 28th, but you can order it today so that you can make sure it lands on your doorstep or in your earbuds the day that it is released. And you can pick up your copy at howareyoureallybook.com, howareyoureallybook.com, or search anywhere that you buy books, and hopefully you can order it right there and have it ready for you. And so without further ado, I hope that you enjoy the first part of my book and me reading it to you. Being Boss Podcast, hosted by Emily Thompson, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Being Boss is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be boss as a creative business owner, freelancer, or side hustler. Being Boss is another amazing resource for anyone interested in getting inspired and more importantly, getting started. I'm so confident that if you love Gold Digger, you'll love Being Boss. Emily covers topics like releasing the sense of urgency in business, how to empower yourself at work and have a side hustle, and finding your passion and purpose in life using astrology. Listen to Being Boss wherever you get your podcasts. Introduction. Can we talk? Confession. I'm not one for small talk. Please, if we ever meet, don't ask me about the weather. There are apps for that. I'd rather talk to you about your impending divorce, the new organizational hack you just learned, that viral TikTok caprese salad, your toddler's tantrum, or the odd shape of that mole under your armpit that you really should get checked. Small talk drains me. It sucks the life out of me. I'm like a scuba diver that wants to venture way down into the depths like ear-poppingly deep. Leave that surface stuff to the snorkeler floating at the top with her butt bobbing out of the water, you know? And yet these days, small talk feels like it's the norm. Whether it's the cashier at Target, the neighbor in your cul-de-sac, or that friend you haven't had a chance to sit with in over a year, it seems like it's hard to get past the good and busy responses to the questions that most people ask, but don't really have enough time to hear the response. How are you? But let's be honest. It's easy to see why many of us don't really know how to answer that question. We're not going to dive straight into the aches and pains of our plantar fasciitis with the barista in the Starbucks window. With some relationships, you have to snorkel before you can deep dive. But the rest of them, those inner circle relationships with the people who have our back, we must be willing and wanting to explore the depths a little more. Sometimes our brains simply stay in the habit of trying to connect the dots for the easiest, quickest response to offer. And sometimes we're afraid to burden a close friend with the truth or are scared to show a different side of us that stays hidden when we talk about the weather or the local football team or that one soup recipe on Pinterest. We tend to take the most direct route to get me out of this conversation before I expose myself, just like we let Siri reroute us around the rubble of road construction. We avoid the curves, the dips in the road, and the dust of our lives in conversation. We quickly reroute to safe territory or take the quickest exit to keep us safe from answering the bigger question. It's like we want others to pay attention, but not so closely that they ask us about the real stuff the personal stuff, the it's a long story, so who would even want to listen to it stuff. Beyond getting really honest about the things that might not be okay, we stifle the things that make us come alive. It's like we all end up chattering about on this banged up planet, carrying these big dreams and audacious goals and boundary breaking ideas, and we keep them quiet. All throughout the week, in the checkout line, on the conference call, around the dinner table, we are walking around with wild parts of ourselves left unspoken. But have you ever felt the feeling that comes when you cut the fluff, get past the small stuff, and are asked, how are you, really? 
Just the addition of that one precious word, that small invitation to cut the crap and stop with the niceties and be real with yourself and whoever is brave enough to ask it, it feels like a gulp of oxygen, like coming to the surface and seeing the light again. So why don't we do this every moment we can? What are we running from, drowning out, and keeping under lock and key? The answer. The truth is we're scared of what might come out if we pause to pose the question with honesty, not only to the people in our lives, but to ourselves. We're scared of what we'd hear if we got quiet enough to ask ourselves the questions that matter. Is there more out there? Is this it? Am I actually happy? What now? What's next? What's wrong? When these questions come to the surface, most of us shove them back down, grab the smoothie, run out the door, and get on with our day, keeping ourselves busy so we don't actually pause long enough to have to sit with the responses. But the answers to our deep questions somehow find their way into our lives. They return to us in the middle of the night or when we're driving to that thing we wish we hadn't committed to. They come after the toddler spills the Cheerios on the floor or the teenager rolls her eyes for the 17th time that day. And like we've been conditioned to do, we just keep going, keep pushing, keep smiling, and keep reminding ourselves that we are lucky, we are blessed, and we should be thankful. That same old song with the cheap lyrics, we tell ourselves so many others have it far worse than us. Or it's probably our fault we aren't content or happy and we should just choose joy like the coffee mugs and water bottles say. Listen, not every feeling is a choice, as if life is simply a menu of delicious options and we just need to choose. As if the world isn't burning and the oceans aren't rising, as if our pain can't exist because others have pain too. As if accessing more difficult, complex emotions like sadness, discontent, or futility means we're doing this all wrong. Hear me loud and clear? It doesn't. There will be times in our lives where joy is not an emotion we can access in the moment. And in those times, the goal isn't just to choose it. The choice we do have is to ask ourselves when we last felt it and to dig hard for that answer. But when we shame ourselves for not choosing the convenient response, hashtag blessed, or for not displaying what we think is a socially acceptable response to whatever situation we're in, we distract from the real work. We try to outrun the longings, try to forget about our wants, try to silence every deep doubt and deeper dream. Or we reach for whatever might numb the feelings we can't silence. Because sometimes seeking out the answers becomes too painful, especially when we think we have to ask them in the shadows where we won't bother anyone. Where no one can hear that we're actually admitting we're not happy or that life hasn't turned out how we thought it would. How many times have we woken up at 3 a.m., mind racing with hundreds of these unacknowledged responses pinging in our brains? It's like that error we get when we send a text and whatever wizard it is that runs the magical cloud these days bounces us right back to earth. Message failed to send. The times we didn't ask for what we needed, the times when we weren't honest about our boundaries, the times we pretended we weren't in pain, the times we felt shame for still being in pain, the times when we didn't apologize the times we did apologize, but for something we didn't at all need to. The times we trivialized our accomplishments. The times we said, no worries, when we felt betrayed. The times we said to our doctor, it's probably nothing, but... We're overflowing with these unsent messages and these unanswered questions. Our bodies are storing them. Our lives are storing them, and there's no cellular 5G plan on Earth that can handle that sort of backup. We're carrying them around all day and all night, all of these unfelt feelings and unexpressed words and unexplored dreams. And we wonder why we wake up so damn tired, like the bone-deep kind, the beyond-needing-a-quick-cat-nap kind. Tired of trying to keep up with expectations, tired of the relentless games of hustle culture, tired of hating our bodies while trying to find time to move and nourish them anyway. And if you're anything like me, 
you're really tired of all those dust bunnies your 10-pound dogs leave in every corner of your space. It's no surprise we're exhausted. Before we're even fully awake, we start scrolling through everyone else's opinions and ideas and solutions. Our news feeds, our Facebook page, our Instagram feeds. We crowdsource our life to push us towards something else, to distract us, to lose those 3 a.m. thoughts in the comforting chaos of the latest craze. We set goals we think we're supposed to. We buy the best-selling planner. We create the resolutions that sound nice to and for everyone else. And we hope for the promise that on Monday, it'll all be different. But most of the time on Monday, we wake to reality again. That five-star magic diet plan didn't work. Those meditations still haven't sunk in. We've been grinding our teeth again. That same stressor keeps getting in the way every single time you attempt to journal, strategize, or manifest your way to happiness. And we decide that surely the problem is us. Surely we're doing something wrong. It always comes back to us and the many ways we assume we're incapable. We wonder, do we just need like three more yoga classes to make it click? Do we just need to wake up earlier? The fill-in-the-blank $99.99 solution is working for everyone else, isn't it? At least that's what the ads say. That's what the wellness guru preaches. That's what the book promised. So why isn't it working for me? Spoiler alert, that thing you're doing isn't working for you because it didn't come from you. That answer, the diet, the planner, the four-step manifestation plan came from something or someone outside of you. It came from Amazon. It came from an influencer or that wellness guru. It came from your sister or your sister's neighbor or her sister's neighbor's best friend. We can't always solve our own problems with someone else's solutions. We can't always find our own selves using someone else's directions. And we sure as hell can't always question our lives clearly if we don't close our eyes to the nonstop jazz hands of every other answer parading by. When we look to the crowd to answer our deepest questions, we move in whatever direction we're carried. We stop looking within, stop checking in, stop carrying our own visions, because what is inside of us perhaps doesn't match the identities our world keeps telling us to clothe ourselves in. Instead, our gaze catches the motions of the crowd and we sync up. We become people who know how to go with the flow more than anything else. And we end up exhausted and bruised, numb to ourselves, lost down a path we don't even remember turning on. But this time, it's going to be different. This time, you're going to hear your voice. Not your best friends, not your mothers, and not that one girl's on Instagram. Yeah, that includes me. In this audiobook, I'm going to gently shake your shoulders and remind you to wake up to your life, to start listening to yourself and trusting yourself more. I'm going to tell you to be ready to question what you thought couldn't or shouldn't be questioned and to lean into your curiosities because they're about to get noisy. I'm going to ask you the question that you should be asking yourself each and every day. How are you, really? And I'll help you prepare to dig deep for the answers. As the world tells us that in order to get what we really want, we need to empower ourselves, a beautiful notion and movement in and of itself certainly, my question is, when did we ever allow ourselves to lose the power? The power has always been within us. It's always been available to us deep below the surface. We know our power is there because it whispers to us in the quiet and it screams at us when we need it to. And it shows up in a million different ways. Goosebumps, pinpricks, laughter, pain, amazement, boredom, restlessness, wide-eyed wonder. Accessing our power might not begin with marching in the next protest or donating thousands of dollars to a worthy cause, and it might not happen on stages or in front of the masses. Uncovering your own power may begin to take shape in a more discreet, personal way. 
It might happen behind the doors of your home or in a circle with neighbors. It might happen at a bus stop or in a grocery store or a church basement. It might even happen while you listen to this audiobook, maybe years after or in mere minutes. Whatever power will come forth in this audio, it will be yours. It will be full of your own questions and your own answers, a life recipe that is yours and yours only. One that doesn't just look good, but feels good, feels right. A life that refuses to delay joy, one that redefines success, one that celebrates wins, one that admits the hardships, one that invites rest and time for play, one that stops hiding, stops shrinking, one that doesn't numb the pain, one that gives permission to feel, one that turns up the volume on intuition, one that creates space for enjoying the benefits of what your work provides for you, one that knows how and where to find exactly what you're looking for. As you listen, don't just listen to me, listen to you. That inner narrative or dialogue, or if you like a fairy godmother in the form of, say, Dolly Parton sitting on your shoulder, will be a guiding light that can show you where you're at. That's why in every chapter, you'll find a writing prompt included. Answer those prompts, journal them on paper, or record a voice memo to yourself. Get quiet, get specific, get honest, and watch what happens next. Because your truest answers are already here. They've been in you all along, ready for an invitation to spill out, to come alive, to bring forth. Ready to be asked. How are you, really? Chapter 1. The Softer Question. How to Feel Your Feelings. If you do not tell the truth about yourself, you cannot tell it about other people. Virginia Woolf. When's the last time you took stock of your life? Like full-on, full-sweep, forensic accounting-style inventory? A staring contest with the mirror kind of activity? I'm guessing if I asked you how often you take time out of your day to consider your feelings, your own preferences, your unique needs, and your deepest desires, you'd round way up, wouldn't you? Kind of like I do at the dentist when my hygienist asks me how often I'm flossing. Every night-ish, I muffle, as if they can't tell. Hear me say this as gently as I possibly can. As of right now, this very moment, we're done fudging the numbers. Today's the day to wake ourselves up to two hard truths. One, we're deaf not flossing enough. And two, we're asleep for too much of our own lives. As an online educator and advocate for female entrepreneurs, I hear from women all over the world who move through long bouts of the week where everything feels like it's running on autopilot. Surprisingly, we're fine. Good, busy. The sun's shining. The toddler didn't come into our bed last night. The boss loved the pitch. The vacation is booked. The garden is planted. The jeans zip and button. But in moments of quiet, we feel discontent, exhausted, frazzled, or even trapped. Something's missing, and we just can't put our finger on it. We don't know what it is. We're equal parts overwhelmed and bored, ambitious and feeling guilty about it, overstimulated and lonely. We're exhausted from dragging the mental load of it all to and from the carpool, the grocery store, the office, the gym and back into bed at night. We know something's off, but we can't put our finger on it. So we experiment with ways to make life better. We try morning pages, mushroom tea, and yoga. We join the Y. We buy mostly organic. We plan date nights. We quit our job, try a dry January, sign up for a spin class. We take a parenting course. We hire a house cleaner. We decide to declutter, minimize, and make do with less. We get a new meal plan and a new finance plan and a new floor plan. 
We create routines that stack up on top of each other like Jenga blocks, never pausing once to question whether or not we're actually enjoying anything about the days we're living. Because if we did pause to ask ourselves the question, how are you really? We'd know that sometimes the answer would be this. We are not okay. The way we are living is not sustainable for a human soul. Constantly covering up who we are just means we inevitably get buried. We are not okay anymore with just looking like we're okay. We're not okay with pretending to feel okay. We are not okay with holding on for one more day like Wilson Phillips told us to. We might not know exactly what to do next. We might not have all the right thoughts to piece together, but we can at least make out the words, not okay. I remember when I first started hearing that buzz, when I first realized I was not okay too. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to pay attention. But from the very first moments of recognizing my own unsustainable life, I couldn't unhear it. Long before I launched a chart-topping podcast and carved myself a CEO position, educating women around the world on business and marketing strategies, usually from the comfort of my own home, I was a 10-year-old middle child in Minnesota thinking about what most 10-year-old minds were focused on in the late 90s. Windbreakers, homework that was actually on paper, and new rollerblades. I was also a fifth grader with a knack for eavesdropping on late night family combos. My parents called me radar ears for the way I could make out whispers and mumbles from across the room. The grown up world fascinated me to no end, and I couldn't help but beg myself to stay awake just one more minute as I faux napped on the family room sofa and tried my darndest to decode adult concepts like 401ks and varicose veins. From my perspective then, and even now, I notice that most adults tend to speak like kids aren't listening and don't care what's being said. I tend to think that's simply incorrect. It was one of these overheard adult conversations that changed the trajectory of my life and the life of someone I loved. I tagged along with my mom to visit my cousin Mike, who lived alone as a quadriplegic. His choice to live independently required massive amounts of strength and ingenuity, and we were all in awe of how he was able to creatively adapt to an environment that presented so many challenges. At that visit, I learned that late nights were especially hard for him because if he was thirsty, he had to wait for a drink of water until morning when his aide arrived. After hearing him share that discomfort, I felt a tiny ping, a micro call to action a gut feeling. That's not okay, was my first thought. Maybe I can help, was my second. The very next day, while thinking about Mike, I dreamed up a prototype for what would become my state-of-the-art invention, the handy helper sipper upper. Yep, you can 100% laugh. I readjusted the butterfly clips in my hair, scribbled the idea on paper, and got to work. My parents didn't laugh away my idea, and instead they fully supported my desire to help find a solution. My mom helped me find an IV stand, and I created a bladder for drinking water using an IV bag. My dad welded a connection to the stand that could reach a hospital bed. I asked my dental office if they could spare a few of those suction things they used to suck the spit out of your mouth. Within weeks, I rigged it all up and voila, my cousin now had access to drinking water in the middle of the night. Want to hear from more gold diggers whose dreams began by responding to a need in their own lives? Check out www.jennacutcher.com more. Doing good isn't only good for those around us, it's also good for business. We've seen it time and time again, companies with solid mission statements grow stronger with their customers, employee retention, and their bottom line. Whatever your mission is, HubSpot is on a mission to help your business grow better with a CRM platform that grows with you. 
HubSpot's easy-to-use website builder helps you create, manage, and update your business's unique online presence so you can get your mission out to the world quickly and easily. Plus, with seamless plugins that help you track customer activity, you'll know what's clicking and who's not, all from your HubSpot dashboard. Get started and get going for good with HubSpot. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top notch. Article's online only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. It was my first foray into this notion that making an impact can be as simple as recognizing and responding to an immediate need, yours or someone else's. That a simple idea could potentially change a life, again, yours or someone else's. The truth is, the handy helper Sipper Upper earned me a showcase spot at Minnesota's statewide Inventors Fair, and it gave my relative a more restful, comfortable night. But here's what I want you to take from this story. What might have happened if I hadn't listened to that tiny ping in my mind? That quiet hunch? That feeling that pointed to a problem in my own small world, one I became aware of and one I wasn't afraid to try to overcome? What if I'd explained it away or distracted myself long enough to forget about it or assumed someone else could solve it? What if I'd ignored it entirely? It's so easy to do, to talk ourselves out of what we feel to disqualify ourselves as a part of the solution or to deny the issues that we see. How many times do we move throughout our day and ignore the first inkling of that's not okay? How many times do we swallow down that feeling instead of following it up with an idea that could potentially help take the not okay and make it okay? This response to talking ourselves out of our feelings is ingrained in most of us from the very first moment we fall down on the playground and a loving caretaker wipes away our tears and tells us not to cry. While yes, we can be grateful for every adult who carried us through childhood with what they perceived as good intentions embedded into our brains, we can also question whether or not we want to carry those same intentions with us in our own adulthood. Let's face it. Most of us grew up from that playground and internalized some version of the same beat. Don't overstep. Don't ruffle feathers. Don't make waves. Don't be emotional. So we swallow the hunch. We ignore our feelings. We put on a happy face. We smile. We nod. We carry on. Here's a feather worth ruffling. Your perspective. Your noticings and your questions and your doubts, your thoughts, your longings, your physiological responses to the good, the bad, the amazing, and the absolutely intolerable. Your feelings, and while feelings aren't always facts, they 100% matter. They're pulsating through your veins for a reason, and that reason is not just to keep you alive. It's to keep you coming alive again and again and again. I'll lean on the succinct words of clinical psychologist, Dr. Lara Fielding. 
The fact is our emotions serve an essential function in connecting us to what is truly important. Emotions signal a need. Each one is informing us of what it is we value and hold dear. And that's precisely why so many of us are walking this planet as strangers to our own selves, not knowing who we are or what to do about it. We've numbed the feelings along the way and stopped asking ourselves the important questions. What do we value? What do we hold dear? What do we absolutely never want to do again? How are we, really? Hell, even if we know, we're too busy smiling and nodding at the guy who just stole our damn parking spot. And sometimes we move through life not knowing who we are because we don't even know how we actually feel. The world slings slogans around telling us how we should feel or encouraging us to ignore our feelings, not respect them. Mind over matter. No pain, no gain. Push it. Push it real good. Okay, that last one was salt and pepper, but you get me, right? We're told to gloss over the hard parts, to laugh it off, to lighten up, smile more. Honestly, a marketing slogan that tells me to smile usually makes me want to do the opposite. And we never pause to question the thing we've been told, like, why does happiness have to be my default? Why do I have to shut up every emotion that might make others uncomfortable? Why can't I scream from the rooftop? That's not okay. Spoiler alert, because then I might have to actually do something about it. Our acknowledgement that there's a problem opens us up to the fact that we might need to step up as part of the fix. We often avoid even pausing to notice a problem because we're afraid to sign ourselves up as that person with a solution, even when those solutions could change our own lives. Being part of a solution requires a lot from us. The added pressure and responsibility, the time investment, the risk of how people react. Let's face it, it's a lot easier to come up with the reasons why we can't do something than it is to muster up the time, energy, brain power to try. Problems and solutions aside, step into your feelings for a quick beat. How are you, really? Do you need to cry a big, messy cry? Do it. Do you need to come to terms with the fact that life doesn't feel the way you thought it would? Do it. Do you need to admit that you're not okay? Do it. Just as I encourage my toddler to feel her feelings, get quiet enough with yourself long enough to know whether or not you want to be quiet in the first place. Recognize that happiness should not and will not always be your final destination. Each feeling is teaching us something, telling us about who we are right now. We can't move forward if we don't pause long enough to see where we are. We can't process what's hidden from us. We can't learn to cope until we know what we're really coping with. The truth is, it is time. It's time for us to get really honest with ourselves. It's time for us to change our tune and put on a little Aretha. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, those emotions, no matter how small. It's time we pay attention, notice, feel the damn feeling, sit with it, listen to it, receive it like a tiny text message, a little ping of info. Alert, breaking news, listen up. I mean, we all know what happens when we ignore our texts, amen? When our normal way of living in this world is to abandon how we feel, we have to slowly course correct. We have to unlearn in order to relearn. Paying attention to how you're really feeling isn't an overnight transformation. It's taken me years and will take many more of practice to get honest enough with myself my body, my limitations, my ambitions, and my human nature to not only feel my feelings, but to hear them. I know that sounds like a trite concept, so let me unpack what I mean. Emotions are a compass that will point you straight to your path, starting with that first foray at the inventor's fair, nearly every venture I've ever attempted, every problem I've tried to solve, and every success I've ever reached has stemmed from this question. 
how does this feel? Listen carefully. The sentence wasn't, how does this make me feel? These questions may sound so similar, but that one small edit can dramatically transform how we answer them. When you take out the make, you're asking a question with zero blame, but full curiosity. It removes the chance for us to blame ourselves for our feelings. It's the stripped down version. I haven't always gotten this right. It's our natural human inclination to rush right into the reasons we might be feeling a certain way. We might try to place the blame, slap on a solution, and call it a day. But this is one of those questions that's worth slowing down for. How does this feel? How does my life feel? The space to answer those questions feels bigger, doesn't it? And when you get brave enough to ask yourself, you owe it to yourself to be patient enough to listen. Your first response might be like the first layer of an onion. You'll have to peel away the layers to get to the most raw version of it. But it's worth all the peeling it takes to be as wholehearted and honest as possible when asking this question because of how truly potent the answer will be. Yes, potent like an onion. Asking myself, how does this feel, has been the catalyst for every chance I've taken, every leap I've attempted, and every dream I've chased. How does this feel has sparked the beginning and sometimes the ending of every story that has mattered to me, both the ones in my heart and the ones in this audiobook. Moments like buying the $300 camera that pointed me toward the path of becoming a wedding photographer or sending me on a journey of launching marketing courses for women entrepreneurs or leading a team of 10 brilliant women or hitting record on the first ever episode of what would become the number one marketing podcast in the country, the Gold Digger Podcast, originally produced from my car, no less. Asking myself this question has gotten me out of bad friendships. It's helped me pivot when the feelings I felt indicated I needed a change, and it forced me to set real boundaries in my life. It taught me that I was capable of rest, and it showed me how to redefine success over and over again. This question reminded me that grief is not linear, that seasons change. Most of all, it taught me that my own voice was the only one who needed to answer that question every time. When I say, how does this feel? Oftentimes my brain can't always knit words together that feel true, at least not right away. So I give my brain a break and take a minute to check in with the rest of my body. What sensations are present? Are my shoulders tense? Am I holding my breath? Does my head feel hot, light? Is my gut swirly? Is my vision swimmy? That's what I mean by the stripped down version of this question. How do I actually physiologically feel? Our bodies know every single time. So keep asking. And the kicker is, we often lean on our brain and write off our bodies as a part of the equation of self-awareness. But the truth is, we get to, and sometimes need to, feel the feelings before we can decide what to do with them. We call the shots. We can label our sweaty pits nervousness or excitement. We can categorize those goosebumps as fear or intuition or curiosity. We can feel our toes tingle and call the sensation good or bad, or my personal favorite, both and neither. It's our choice, our answer, as long as we're willing to be brave enough to ask it. I know what it's like to feel completely thrown off your game because you're just not motivated or your mind isn't in the right space. That's why I'm thrilled to tell you all about superhuman activations. Now, if meditation isn't for you, you need to try activations instead. Activations are a groundbreaking new type of audio that's this mix of a motivational podcast, cinematic music, and guided visualization. They are fundamentally different from meditation and a lot more exciting to listen to. Instead of calming you, activations are motivating, energizing, and transformative. You'll reach your goals faster whether you want to earn more money, get clarity, achieve a health goal, or feel like you're reaching your highest potential. They're essentially a shortcut to get to where you want to be and the ultimate way 
way to visualize your future self, and you can only find them on the Superhuman app. I use and love Superhuman and find myself playing activations several times a day, whether I'm baking bread, doing my skincare, or even when I'm in the shower. Superhuman offers something completely different to other apps out there, and I cannot wait for you to try them. Take advantage of their 14-day free trial and head over to activations.com forward slash gold digger to start your trial and save over 60% off your membership. There is literally no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The discount is only available through their website, not the app store. So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive member sites, and so much more. Over the years, Kajabi has been my rock from hosting my signature courses like the Pinterest lab to handling transactions without taking a single penny of my money. That's right. You get to keep 100% of what you earn. With Kajabi, you get powerful analytics, simple payment options, effective email marketing tools, and beautiful website templates that you can customize. And here's a little secret. You don't need a massive following to earn a great income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi who are making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers, and you can be one of them. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash goal. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash goal. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion today at kajabi.com slash goal. When was the last time you asked yourself how you truly feel, how you really are? and waited long enough for an honest response. I know it may be uncomfortable. I know we generally want to avoid getting still with ourselves. I know sometimes we're afraid to face the answers, and sometimes we don't even realize we're avoiding this altogether. I know it's easier to numb the feelings with another glass of Merlot, another scroll through Instagram, another Ted Lasso episode. Okay, that last one might be definitely worth it, though. But here's the thought. Maybe the most high-octane parts of our day, the ones we try to shove and swallow and smooth over, aren't just the minor inconveniences, annoyances, or distractions we've been taught to bypass, to shoo away like a fly. That racing heart, the sweaty pits, the fight-or-flight reactions we experience day after day, small and large, they aren't meant to be ignored. 
maybe our that's not okay moments are trying to point us towards something new, something better, something truer. And maybe we are the ones defiantly standing in our own way without even realizing it. When we go through life, numbing our feelings, ignoring our longings, avoiding opportunities and silencing our inner voice, we're avoiding what it can feel like to truly come alive, to be awake to the entire experience. Just as life is meant to be lived, feelings are meant to be felt. How are you, really? When was the last time you felt 1000% amazing, on top of the world, vibrant, giddy, alive? Where were you and what were you doing? What did it feel like in your body? What might it take to get that feeling back? It's time for a life inventory, a feelings file, because I'm certain that at least a dozen or two wise people through the ages have said something along these lines. You can't know where you're going until you know where you are. So what's a good way to establish a true and honest relationship with yourself? Document where you are today. Like dropping a pin on your life map and really getting the lay of the land you exist in right now, you're making it easier to see the ways in which you've grown as you've gone from there to here and as you go from here to wherever is next. If you've ever read a journal entry or a whole pile of diaries from a part of your life you're no longer in, you know exactly why this process matters. Get out a pen, your journal, the back of an envelope, whatever. Start asking and answering. You don't have to do this all at once. These questions will be here for you, available to you whenever and wherever you need to check in with yourself. Pick one, a few, or all. There is no pass or fail on this. It's not a midterm. So let any and all of those classroom anxieties roll right off you. This part is just for you. Getting to know yourself is a lifelong process. This isn't a Tinder swipe. It's slow, it's meaningful, and it's 100% essential. Life Inventory a quick reminder, you'll find the life inventory questions reproduced in the enhancement. Answer without apology, without judgment. Your responses and gut reactions aren't things to keep in check. We're not worried about coloring in the lines here. Your honesty won't get in the way. Your hunches aren't just random curiosities. What you write down are messages your brain is trying to deliver straight to your heart. Here's your chance to see yourself, to be yourself. You're not going to get mad at or shame yourself for not knowing how you've been feeling. You're not going to waste more time lingering in the part you cannot change or control. What inspires you? What makes you rage? What makes you snort laugh? What makes you cry with joy? What makes you feel empowered? What makes you nod in agreement? What makes you dance with glee? What do you fear most? What do you find unfair? What problem do you wish you could solve? What do you want to create in the world? Need help with this step? Clarify what you can control and equip yourself with a plan at jennacutcher.com more. The truth is, sometimes we don't listen to how we're feeling because we can't yet hear, and we haven't yet learned how. Sometimes the noise of the world just drowns out our souls. Sometimes we don't wake up to how we're feeling because we didn't know we could set an alarm. But other times, we don't listen because we don't want to. The messages are not easy to hear. Resentment rising in the back of your throat when you get passed over for a promotion. Invisibility sinking into your gut when your partner stays up late arguing on Twitter instead of coming to bed. Dread when you reach that date on your calendar where you overcommitted yourself. Doubt banging in your head when you finally get the courage to research that new position at work. Let me ask you this. How long? 
How long are you willing to ignore the ping? How long can you avoid the hard convo or leap of faith? How long can you convince yourself that you are okay with sleepwalking through life? Is it one week, one year, one life? There's an old wives' tale that, as we age, our bodies grow heavy from the unacknowledged lives within us. Our skin expands and sags from the weight of ignored emotion. Our joints scream at us to listen, to feel. As the story goes, crow's feet are just bird tracks from every single time we allowed ourselves to be walked all over. And while I never argue every single feeling is worth acting on, I will always unabashedly say this, every feeling is worth feeling. Because when we ask, how does this really feel? And we get quiet enough to listen for the answer. There's something else happening simultaneously. We're telling ourselves the feeling is real. In doing so, we recognize we are real. We stop erasing ourselves. We don't run and hide from our questions. We let them command our attention and thus we speak. The more we listen to the feelings when they speak, the clearer they get. Like learning a new language. And while the world at large has its heartbreakingly big needs, ones that require our activism, anger, and attention, those needs are not to be compared to your story. You do not diminish in their shadow, no matter how big or small they might feel by comparison. Feelings don't exist to be compared. They exist for you. You don't need to write off your own pain because others are experiencing worse. Perhaps most importantly, you don't need to waste your energy convincing yourself that what you've got is fine enough, unless, of course, it is. And if it's not, if everything is not okay enough, what you need right now isn't a booming loudspeaker over which to broadcast how you're going to fix yourself, how you're going to make everyone proud your 10-step plan to be okay. You don't need to run straight to your reasons, to find the blame, to search for your cloud's silver lining at the hit of the first raindrop. You don't need a big reveal, a perfect plan, a quick answer that everyone can hear and clap for. You need a softer question and the space to hear it speak in the quiet. It knows who you are. Listen closely because you'll soon recognize that the voice is familiar. It's yours. I genuinely get goosebumps at the fact that I'm now an author and at the fact that you just got to listen to the first part of the book. I hope that you feel inspired and excited. I hope that you run out and grab it wherever you can so that it can be welcomed into your life, just as you've welcomed me and this show into your world. This podcast is a place where I learned how to use my voice in a way And the book is a place where these stories live, these stories that I kept so close to my heart for years and years, decades even. And while you may have listened to every episode of this podcast, I want to assure you that the book is filled with things you've never heard, a side of me you've never known, lessons that I've never shared. It is a piece of my life. It is a piece of my life's work that is so important to me, but it was written for you. And so I hope that today gets you excited. I hope it is the preview that makes you want to click watch more. I hope it is this invitation to invite this book into your life, whether it is a physical copy, an e-copy or the audible version. Again, you can pick up your copy at howareyoureallybook.com. That is howareyoureallybook.com. And until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for being a part of me accomplishing mine. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 
Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home, and thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.